So we have been considering the foundations of our faith. What are our bedrock core beliefs? Well, it's the Bible and it's God and it's the Lord Jesus. And we have been basking in a consideration of his marvelous characteristics. And uh, in the last few weeks, uh, we rejoiced in the fact that he's risen from death and as the first fruits, we too shall follow. And uh, tonight I would like for us to talk about this, uh, about the Lord Jesus. He is the only way to God. I make a very dogmatic, uh, increasingly unpopular statement, but, but I tell you, uh, it is really true. He is uh, the only way uh, to God. So if someone came up to you, and perhaps you've already had this experience, and asked you, do you believe Jesus is the only way to God? Uh, would you say yes? Uh, you don't have to answer out loud. I'd like you to consider that. Someone said, is Jesus the only way to God? How would you answer? Would you say yes? And if you said yes, and they asked you a follow-up question and said to you, how could you say that? then what would you say? Well, I hope if someone asked you, is Jesus the only way to God? I hope out of personal conviction, you would be able to say, yes, he is. And if they then said to you, how could you say that? I would hope you would say something like, well, I'm not the one saying that. I'm only the one repeating that. In fact, Jesus is the one who said that, and I happen to believe that what Jesus said is true. Now, here's what Jesus said. You know it, but let's spend some time thinking about it. It's John chapter 14, verse 6, and this is what Jesus said. You might want to say this with me. Let's do it together. I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So make no mistake about it. Jesus declared himself to be the only way to God. Do you notice he didn't say, I am a way amongst many. He said, I am definite article, the way, meaning the one and only way. Do you mind saying that together? I am the way. Let's say that. I am the Way. And so in making that rather narrow claim, Jesus rejects the very popular notion today that all religious roads lead to God. No, he said they don't. He said only one road leads to God, and he said, I am the way. Buddha, you've heard of him, was reported to have said once, find the way and follow it. But Jesus said, I am the way, follow me. And he also said, I am the truth. So let's add that claim to the first. Let's say it together. Jesus said, I am the way and the truth. So he's not just truth amongst many truth claims. He is uniquely the Truth, not one truth among many. So what he said there flies in the face of what many, many people say today. Have you heard people say something like this? Well, well, that's true for you, 
But something else is true for me. What's true for you is not true for me. I have to tell you, that's really the popular belief of the world in which we live. Many, you see, today do not believe there's any absolute or ultimate truth. In fact, they believe truth is relative to the individual. So what might be true to you need not be true to me at all. Well, what Jesus said when he said, I am the truth, flies in the face of this kind of relativistic thinking. He, in saying, I am the truth, is saying, I am the truth for all people in all places in America and in Zambia at all times. And then he says, I am the life. So let's connect that one now. Say it with me. I am the way and the truth and the life. Folks, we have been, some here are still dead in sins. I don't mean to be critical or disrespectful, just honest. Sin kills, it's deadly, it extinguishes life, and death means separation. So someone still dead, not made alive by the Lord Jesus, someone still dead in sin is really cut off from the life of Almighty God. And so Jesus said, I am the very life of God. And he said, I have come so that you might experience the life, the spiritual life God would birth in you through a proper relationship and connection to me. And he clearly declared that nobody could come to the Father but by him. So this is the last phrase of this marvelous one verse of Scripture. He said, let's say it all together. I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. No exceptions. It's as if Jesus is saying, look, if you want to get to God, you have to get to God through me. Now, folks, something that is increasingly characterizing the day in which we live is what we could refer to as globalism. You're familiar with it, though perhaps not this term. Uh, and so you see in our day the creation of things like global law, Law for the entire world, global economics, economics for the one world in which we live, global security, and this is perhaps most important to us, global religion, a one world kind of coming together of all the world's religions. The growing interest in global religion is so significant. In fact, it's really pulling hard at Christianity, our faith perspective, to join in and be one of the crowd. And so here are some of the principles of global religion. Here's the first. Exclusive claims to truth, to salvation, or to God will not be tolerated. Here's another one. All religions can join together because they all hold to the same fundamental truths. Do you buy that? Well, you're not going to fit in global religion. And here's another one. All religions are simply diverse paths to the same mountaintop called God. And so these are some of the basic tenets of global 
religion. But the one whom we follow, the Lord Jesus, made a declaration that poses quite a challenge and problem for global religion. He made the rather exclusive claims found in John 14, 6. Would you say it with me one more time? He said, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father but through You see, my goal is when we leave here, every one of us will know and be able to communicate John 14, 6. So, when we tell others that Jesus said he is the only way to God, what exactly are we saying? Let's not make mistakes about this. Are we saying, for instance, that a good person who does not accept Jesus is not going to heaven? No. I got you there. All questions, by the way, are trick questions. Don't ever answer. I tell you, I'm warning you. Protect yourself. We're we're not saying that a good person who does not accept Jesus is not going to heaven. Not at all. If you can find me a good person, (laughs) that person is going to heaven. Not good as you and I define it, however. Good from God's point of view. Can you name me one person, therefore, who've lived up to, who has lived up to God's standards of goodness? For instance, here's the standard. Can you give me the name right here of one person who has perfectly obeyed all ten of God's commandments? If so, that person will make the cut. That is a good person. Heaven is for that kind of person. We're not saying that good people don't make it to heaven. We're just saying that there ain't no good people. Only God is good. Oh, yes, good with respect to one another. But that's not the basis of comparison. You see, the Bible says, and you know this, so do I, Romans 3.23, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. We are not saying that a good person apart from Christ can't go to heaven. We're saying something even stronger than that. We're saying there are no good people. Only God is good. The way to heaven is open to all good people, but since nobody is good but God, the way to heaven is blocked for all people but God, who alone is good by nature, removed the blockage through Jesus. He is the only one, you see, who ever perfectly obeyed the commandments of God. Now, I have to tell you what Jesus claimed for himself in John 14, 6, as you could imagine, was quite unpopular in the first century in which he lived because polytheism was the rule of the day. But his claim is just as unpopular today in the 21st century politically correct culture in which we live. In fact, his claims are such a misfit in today's politically correct culture. His claims, stated by him and believed by those of us who are his followers, well, they seem so intolerant today. And because his claims seem so intolerant, people who believe tolerance is more important than truth simply can't tolerate his claims. So today's tolerant people are the most intolerant people I frankly have ever met. They only tolerate what they choose to tolerate. They can't tolerate the exclusive claims of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so they want us to be persuaded, in essence, 
that the thousands, and there are, of different religions in the world are essentially the same. But that's not true. They differ. But though there are thousands of different religions in the world, it can be quite confusing to do a study of comparative religions. Let me simplify it. There really are only two categories of religions into which all of the world's religions fit. They either fit into category one or category two. So here's category one religion. They say, try to get to heaven yourself. And here's category two religion. Let God provide the way for you. That's it. We've just simplified all of the world's religions. And I must tell you, there's only one that occupies a spot in category two. And that's biblical Christianity, faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Christianity is alone in category two. The words of Jesus, you know it in John chapter 14, verse 6. We've recited it a few times already. Uh, his claims in that verse put us in category two. He told us nobody can get to heaven on their own. They're not good enough. He said, you have to come to heaven through my merits. He said, would you say it with me one more time? I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Now, many reject the claims of Jesus and of Christians uh, that he is the only way to heaven, saying this is too narrow. And I must tell you, they are correct. Absolutely. But all other religious perspectives are just as narrow. Did you ever think about it? All other religious perspectives, all category one religions, and that's all the rest, narrowly insist that salvation can be earned. They all narrowly claim that. We narrowly insist, based upon the words of the Lord Jesus, that salvation cannot be earned by our merits, but has to come to us as a free gift from God. So in this, we are no more narrow than any other religious perspective. But whether the claims of Jesus are narrow or not is not the issue to begin with. The real question is this. Not are his claims too narrow, but are his claims true? Or are the religions in category one true? And they cannot both be true. So global religion doesn't work. They can't all be right, folks. How can salvation be free and earned at the same time? There is no melding of category one religions and the category two religious perspective, which is faith in Christ and Christ alone. You cannot have it both ways. And don't you see, therefore, why biblical Christianity is becoming increasingly repulsive to global religionists. We simply don't fit. We don't want to fit. We don't belong. We can't do it because of John 14, 6. Jesus claimed that faith in him is the only way to be saved. That the claim is narrow, and it is, is not the issue. Is the claim true? That is the issue. Folks, in prior weeks, we discussed evidence for the resurrection. And I think most here are persuaded there's a preponderance of evidence for the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. And I made the point that the resurrection of the Lord Jesus is quite important in many respects, not the least of which is that it validates what he said. What he did in being raised validates, confirms, undergirds the words of Jesus. So, if I am correct, there are in excess of 5 billion people in the world today, something like that, about 5 billion. 
Did you know about 80% of the people in the world today believe in gods other than the Christian God? So do we have the audacity to say that we Christians are the only ones who are right? That is not the right question. Don't let anyone put you Put that question to you. You see, the question is not whether Christians are right. That's not what we're claiming. The question is whether Jesus is telling the truth. I tell you, the answer is yes. You see, what Jesus said is validated by what Jesus did. What did he do? He rose from the dead. So because of what Jesus alone did, we can firmly believe in what Jesus alone said. He said that he alone is the way to God. So then, are we saying that people of other religions cannot be saved? No, we are not saying that. We are saying that people of other religions can be saved, but not by their religions. You see it? Big difference. We're saying that anybody who comes to Jesus can and will be saved. We're saying that the invitation to be saved by Jesus is open to all. So you see, the Lord's declaration in John 14, 6 is at the same time exclusive and inclusive. It's exclusive in the sense that there is only one way to God. But it's inclusive in the sense that that way is available to all. Jesus is the way. Jesus alone is the way to be saved because Jesus alone died for our sins. Did you know that? Did you know Buddha did not die for our sins? And Mohammed did not die for our sins and Moses did not die for our sins. In fact, none of these ever claimed to do so. Isn't it surprising? Do you ever think about this? Not one of the founders of any of the world's major religions ever claimed that he solved the problem of human sin and death. Not a one. Therefore, since not one religion, since not one category one religion is a fit match for what plagues us, death, can you please tell me what all these religions are really worth? But Jesus solved the sin problem. Jesus conquered death. Jesus is the way to salvation. Jesus is the only way to God. Folks, we can only be, give, be forgiven through faith in Jesus Christ. We can only gain entrance into heaven through faith in Jesus Christ. And this is true because only Jesus Christ died for our sins and rose from the dead and bridged the gap between sinful us and holy God. If there was any other way, Jesus would not have had to die. There is no other way. It's an extremely costly and gracious sacrifice that he made for us. Don't you think it's a little unacceptable, unfair, irrational for us to be thinking that it is unfair that there's only one way to God? <laughs> we ought to be rejoicing every single day of our lives. We ought to be getting up, ready to thank God in the way we live, that there's any way to be in right standing with him at all. Please tell me what hope you and I would have if Almighty God didn't provide a way for us through the Lord Jesus Christ. Would you say it with me one more time? These are the words of Jesus. Our task is simply to believe 
and repeat these words. Here they are. Jesus said, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Lord Jesus, thank you that you have enabled us to see. By definition, truth is narrow. It rules out all that which is non-truth. Truth and non-truth cannot occupy the same space. So either you spoke the truth uh, and all the other world's religions are wrong or the other way around. And so to extinguish what you said from what all the other world's religions claim, we look to the resurrection for which there's a superabundant amount of clear and persuasive evidence. Lord Jesus, thank you for providing that for us as a reminder that what you have done validates what you have said. You said quite clearly, here is the way, I am the way. It's not through philosophy and wisdom, it's not through education, it's not through one world religion, one world government, one world law, and one world economics. It's through me, I am the way, and the truth, and the life. Thank you, Lord Jesus for paying such a costly price so that there is this way for us, all of us, male and female, Jew and Gentile, black and white people here and there, in all ages and in all places, at all times. Lord Jesus, thank you for enabling all of us, regardless of our education, regardless of our socioeconomic system, Lord Jesus, to come to the Father on the basis of your merits, not our own. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that Christianity is not a do-it-yourself way to God. It's a done-for-you approach. Thank you for making the way for us. This we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Listen, I have...